Wake up, do do. Welcome to, to the Rush Idol Shower Renegade. Coming at ya. All right, welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. I Don't Get It podcast. I'm Ashley I, and I'm here with my sister, Lauren Alexandra uh. Iconetti. <laughs> Um, today I have a cold, so please pardon my nasal sounding voice. Um, Ugh. you sound so snobby. Do I? Apparently you sound really snobby with my nose clogged as I've been told on my Instagram, uh, live chats. Anyway, so we were really having like some brain farts when it came to coming up with today's topic. But we've been watching a lot of Titanic things. I watched mm. Titanic yesterday. It's my favorite movie. You don't even know. Like, I can't stand it when I'm like, it's my favorite movie. Then somebody goes, oh, it's my favorite movie, too. No, it's like, you don't no, get it's it. It's not your favorite movie. No, it's, oh, it's, it's not. It's, no, it's, uh, no, it's not your favorite movie, but it is my favorite, favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so Lauren and I didn't see it didn't see until what, the, the summer up. of... 98 correct because our parents wanted to screen it they used to screen pg-13 movies before uh they let us watch it to make sure there wasn't anything terrible in it and so they showed it to us on vhs a year later a year and a half later well i got to see it at a sleepover i got to see the first i do believe I do believe. Oh, no. I know what happened at the sleepover. We had been planning on watching the new re- newly released two, tape, two VHS, two VHS um, edition at the sleepover. But I was like this little kid who really didn't like birthday parties. I was mm. bizarre with birthday parties. I would cry. My mom would have to stay. So I was actually invited. You would cry? Yeah, I would cry. Oh, yeah. No, seriously, guys. I used to cry when I left my mom when she dropped me off at birthday parties. I just did not like... I had mad separation anxiety. I feel anxiety. so bad for mom when you, you were younger. She couldn't go anywhere alone. She couldn't be alone. Yeah, oh. but think about it. That's how much her daughter loved her and was obsessed with her. Oh, I would strangle you i think i kind of like it look that's the difference yeah, right I you like, tell mom every day you're gonna drop your kids off at her house for months <laughs> yeah you're right another awkward thing that comes along with puberty is acne and it doesn't always leave you when you're done with puberty i've definitely had my bouts of adult acne but recently i found this really awesome product called BioClarity, and it's been clearing up my skin like crazy um it's a three-step cleansing system, and it's fights, it fights acne, it minimizes pore size, it reduces redness, it smooths my skin. My skin is so, so smooth lately, and as an animal lover, I love that it is cruelty-free and vegan. It has this really awesome thing that you don't normally hear about being in acne products, and that is chlorophyll, that, that, that green stuff in plants. And this is the ingredient that really is proven to help the redness and the size of the pores and the skin smoothing that we don't normally get with over-the-counter acne products, which are usually really harsh and leave me flaky and red and, ugh, that's the worst. Just because your skin is clear doesn't mean that you like it if it's just peeling off, which is what I find with a lot of benzoyl peroxide products but bioclarity doesn't have benzoyl peroxide which i really really like 
And if you are having issues with acne, adult or pubescent, go to bioclarity.com and check out this product. My listeners get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings and it comes within a hundred percent risk-free money back guarantee, but you need to enter my code. So write this down. It's get it. And that is capital G E T space I T get it. So go to bioclarity.com and enter my code, get it. And uh, I'd love to hear what you think about this product. It's been great for me so far. Okay. Anyway, back to the story, the sleepover. So I'm supposed to go to this popular girl's party. Okay. She was like popular girl in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. And I was like the only not popular girl invited because I feel like the popular crowd in in elementary school always wanted me to be one of them. But for some reason I just kept not participating. All the popular girls had blonde hair. They were all sporty soccer players with blonde hair. And I wasn't. But anyway, so I actually went to this birthday party. It was a sleepover. I decided to go and I was going to have my mom pick me up at like 10 o'clock and not sleep over because I just thought that would be too much. So Very respectful. So I had her pick me up at 10, but of course I wanted to watch the movie and have them start it early, but they didn't pop it in until mom came. And I was like, mom, they're just going to start Titanic. And she was actually going to let me watch it for some reason. And then it was just too late. So I guess a couple of days later... We watched it at home with mom and dad on a VHS that they had taped in which they cut out. They didn't cut out. They cut out the hand scene, Lauren. They cut out the hand scene. They fast forward through parts. But guess what? They were fast forwarding through the painting, the drawing part. And the VHS player was in the closet away from the TV. So you couldn't see where you're fast forwarding. So mom pressed play exactly on Caitlin's let's breasts. Like it was just a booby. Yeah, like I don't know like why that was so bad. Like we were gonna have them eventually. I yeah, it wasn't like they were touching each other during that scene. If anything, I think the car scene is a little bit more scandalous at that age, because then I was always questioning first off, okay, they cut out the scene in our VHS copy of it. So my friends <laughs> at school were like, they had sex in the car, okay. I am 11 years old and I don't really know what goes on and how like sex creates steam or anything. (laughs) So I'm super confused why I see her hand. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It wasn't hot in there. I saw her hand, but how do you know that they had sex? Like I never saw them in the back of a car. Well, they never showed anything, really. Not really. They just showed him at the end, like, when he's like, you're shaking. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I feel like that mom and dad didn't add in. They didn't add that in. Yeah, we definitely missed that part. But anyway. Well, anyway, so I was just, like, a really confused kid on the playground talking about Titanic because my parents, well, I didn't know how sex went, nor do I know now, but... (laughs) but I I didn't know what sex was. Like, I didn't know the logistics of sex until end of seventh grade oh this is this is a good topic all right so first off i just wanted to introduce to you what the actual topic was going to be which was childhood feelings of lust and love and how it's so much more magical as a kid like all you could think about was like taylor hansen like in you going to the park and like taylor hansen in you 
um, kissing and like there was never any downfall to your Taylor Hansen um, imagination. Okay. <laughs> and scenarios. But before we get dwelve, 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 before we dwelve into that, until we delve, delve, dive, and dive delve. and dwell. A dive <laughs> and a dwell. They come together to make a dwelve. <laughs> and that is my new word. I think it makes sense. So, um, yeah. So Lauren didn't understand sex for a long time. And I was flabbergasted because, you know, I'm such the expert that I had to tell her. I guess I wasn't going into ninth grade. Yeah. I had to tell you. Uh, we were having a sleepover. I and guess you so. and Briar legitimately think, thought at the age of, I don't know, 10, that babies like were fertilized through belly buttons. No. Um, okay. Well, in sex ed, we, you know, you start sex ed in fifth grade and they never explicitly say the penis goes inside the vagina. No Which, one has When you ever... do find out about this, it's really scary. Yeah. And I just remember hearing that like, well, that'll never happen to me. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't have to worry about that. That'll never happen to me. <laughs> I don't even think, I think you're right. In fifth and sixth grade. It is so otherworldly yeah. that you're just like, so that, exactly. that, must, that must actually, it seems like they're alluding to that, but that must not actually be what it is. So I didn't, I thought like, you know, what's the difference between making out and having sex? Oh, I remember thinking like they were saying that the male puts it in the vagina, right? I never so I was heard like, that. Oh, maybe he puts his finger that has the juice on it in there. That sort of made a little bit more sense. I always thought, like, you know, you made a baby by heavily making out and rolling around until the end of seventh grade, I think. I think it was seventh grade. Yeah. I remember when I was in, like, fifth or sixth grade, all this new information is coming at you, and you're just so curious about it. So Uh I had a whore friend. You know, not an actual whore friend, but, like, a friend whose parents... No. (laughs) and kissing boys in fifth grade people kiss boys in fifth grade okay well that is not how she found out this knowledge she just had like a mom who was you know a little more open with things than our mom that's how i'm gonna describe it nicely and she knew all about periods and tampons and stuff so we would go underneath the playground like underneath the equipment and sit in the mulch and just talk about like <laughs> how tampons get up there and like all this other sexy stuff because it was it was just mind-boggling and she had all this knowledge there is so much going on in like a fifth grader sixth grader body and mind that i feel like they need to be in a separate school like fifth and sixth grade when you're getting your period and stuff you need to be segregated from like the first graders running around that I agree with that. Like, what a whole different world whole you're different living in. That, like we said last week, that's when like pubic hair starts coming yeah. in a little bit, or at least if you're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, speaking of periods, we should talk about our first periods and how oh. it go all circles back to Titanic. It ties in so well. I got my period for the first time when I was twelve. Twelve, or was I eleven? I think you were eleven. I think I was eleven. Were you in fifth? Grade? I was going into sixth grade. Okay. It was a summer going yeah, into so sixth grade. 11. So I was 11. Um, we were going to see Titanic the musical at the Kennedy Center. <laughs> and I just 
went into my mom's room and I go, Mom, I think I got my period. <laughs> it was brown and gross. How long did you wait until like you told mom after like seeing it happen? Legitimately, I pulled my pants up and I go, let's go tell mom. <laughs> yourself well let's get together and tell them all and i was like what is this is bright it was brown and yeah. chunky right yeah. it didn't look like blood at all and like to this day i very rarely have had a period that ever looked like my first period and then i remember the second day of having it first off let's paint the picture a little bit more i was wearing a rose a rose dress like it was burgundy it had cap sleeves <laughs> and then i had to wear a chunky pad underneath it for the first time and i was just like this is not how I want Jack tell, Dawson to think of me. I could tell you smelled a little different that day. No, I didn't. You were, had a different aura about you, yeah, and she it was didn't tell me. Sadness, Lauren. You didn't know what it was then. You definitely didn't know what a period was then. Really? For some reason, I never told you. No, about I what... did know because Lauren Williams said that you bleed from your vagina when you when? get older. Really? When I was like in kindergarten, and I was like, "What? This is a secret that." that society keeps from little kids for a long time for some reason i think they figure out about like what sex is generally before they figure out that like blood mm-hmm. comes out of vaginas every month yeah and what why you why you bleed every month like i learned what a period was maybe a year or maybe a year a year and a half before i actually had a period yeah and you that's needed a lot more preparation scary. than that i know what a horrifying thought there's gonna be blood that comes out of you it's really scary my first period was red bloody murder yeah i heard i remember yeah i've heard your story a couple times yeah well tell them what you wore that day to school so like I ah. <laughs> it was sixth grade and uh, it was november 2002 yeah. and uh guess who was all the rage on the charts avril lavigne yeah so i had my i went to hot topic got my avril lavigne pants for halloween that year they were so tiny on the waist and just gigantic huge, around everywhere huge. else so i the only time my mom was like you can wear them was on halloween to be avril lavigne and so i was like well mom since i had this huge pad on i guess i'm gonna just have to wear my big avril lavigne pants to school and i guess like as a consolation prize for becoming a woman uh, i got to wear my avril lavigne pants and it was quite embarrassing everyone's like oh my god why are you wearing those i'm like i got my period shh all right so wait how did you tell mom i wiped i was i always like got ready in mom's bathroom when i was in sixth grade because you know i was putting my makeup on because i wasn't a fucking adult and i just walked out of her little bathroom and i was like mom i got my period or no i go mom i think i, I got my period i think i said i think I got yeah period because too. it's like well why else would you be you had bright red, red bright red I, blood i remember i woke thought, up i rubbed my I eyes think? i peed and i wiped and then on there was like the i haven't had a, a red period like that since well i will always remember actually the second day of my first period we were doing cartwheels in the guest room on the blue mat for some reason and <laughs> the blue mat the infamous blue mat yeah we used to just do cartwheels and then play <laughs> i'm not even joking you don henley's in a new york minute oh my god we <laughs> it did. was our cartwheels oh um we like really set the mood it was really nostalgic and <laughs> i was profusely bleeding that day i was soaking up like a pad each hour of just straight red blood and i was like this is how it is gonna be for the next 40 years you know yep that's it 
<clears throat> um, what was that? So Lauren and I were both scared of tampons for a long time. This is what I was thinking of before. Oh, okay, okay. I was really scared of tampons um, for a very long time, and so was Lauren. When did you start using them regularly? In college. Right after her finger was put up there. Okay, I figured, so I guess here. I can right. handle a tampon. So I guess I was like a, ju- a junior. No, I was a sophomore. In high school or junior? No, you didn't even not, no, you did no, not no. start using it until you were in college. What the hell? Something. Sp- oh, okay, I guess it was like after a penis was inside of me. I'm not even kidding you. I think you didn't start until a penis was inside you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a penis was inside me. So like the like the middle of junior year, I which is still so. crazy to be wearing a pad that long. Could try wearing a pad right now. You wouldn't be able to do it. Um. Okay. So should I make the confession what that I didn't start that? wearing tampons until I was 26? <laughs> <laughs> wait was i 25 or 26 it was 26 good god i can't even i cannot even wear a pad to bed you know mm-hmm. anymore yeah i can't fathom ever buying a pack ever again i see these commercials i'm like who the fuck are buying these yeah who are who are those people who are these people who are you out there and then maybe i guess i know i know the response we're gonna get is for people who bleed through their tampons and they need the extra extraness well i understand bleeding through a tampon and then having a panty liner yeah but not a whole pad uh. Ugh. so anyway i started using them at 26 after i had a finger in me <laughs> 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 this is not the most embarrassing thing ever it's like well the finger go there yeah I but then you're scared to pull it out because it expands well okay let's clarify here for a second i would use them if i really needed to like if i were going to the pool if i were on a cruise it, it would, would just, just take, take like, like 15 minutes it literally took her like an hour it's like it's going it's going i'm like just shove it up there i would lie on the bathroom floor of cruises and stuff <laughs> because those are the only times i really needed to and I'd be like, I think it's halfway. I think it's halfway. And then I was like, oh no, backtrack. It came out. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And now, you know, obviously it takes like 10 seconds at most. It should take less than okay, fine, Lauren, one. It, it can take five two, seconds. I don't know. Three. Okay, fine. It takes, You're right. Yeah. I'm talking about the whole process of like taking one out and putting one in and taking one out and putting one in. Okay, everyone. <laughs> anyway. 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 It, it's quite ridiculous so whatever i had i used them when i i used them when i had to but i didn't start regularly using them until i was like oh if i can go up there i think this I can go up there okay okay so speaking of hormones and periods and breast buds lauren oh, lauren had quite the breast, my bud breast story. buds hurt so bad my mom would take me to the pediatrician like Lauren, a couple was, times. Lauren asked to go to the pediatrician because her nipples hurt. But let's be real. Even I, I was like 12 or 13 and I was like, this is so silly. She's just like forming boobs. And my mom's taking her, her like nipple pain so seriously. Okay, it wasn't a nipple pain. It was a breast bud, Ashley. And it hurt Yeah, a breast so bud. Everybody has it. It's that, like this, the formation no, of I get new that. boobies. I get that, but... N- Mom didn't make me feel. St- I didn't ask I know, to go to this doctor. I don't think you did. I said, "Can I go to the doctor so I they can touch my breast buds?" You did. Like everybody was concerned, and I was like, "Mom, this did yours is hurt really bad?" Silly. Yeah, yeah, they hurt. Like in fourth or fifth grade. But the funny thing is, now you guys, Lauren has weird boobs. No breast buds. <laughs> really weird. For somebody who had like such hard 
tissuey. Something happened to my nipples. body after puberty. I was a sexual puberty girl. Like I had the biggest titas and like I was all womanly and then something happened and all of my femininity went away. It's actually bizarre. Okay, I just want to say that if you squeeze Lauren's boobs, there's nothing in there. It's like squeezing water balloons. Just water balloons. The softest little There's nothing hard in it. water balloons. You could squeeze it as hard as you can and I wouldn't feel it. You thing. could squeeze it through. You could almost have feel finger to finger. Yep. And feel no tissue or no muscle in there. Yep. So now if you have a breast cancer, you'll know. I'll know right immediately. Away. I can get mammograms like no one's business. Oh, yeah. She's got no feeling in there. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Feeling in boobies are another good, it's another topic. We don't feel in our boobies. Oh, nipple yeah. sensation. Uh, I have never had nipple sensation until I got my nipples pierced. Oh. And now I have nipple sensation. That's really interesting. Yeah, I know. It does nothing for me. Um, so, okay, so, yeah, Lauren had, like, this amazing curvy body when she was going through puberty. I'm not even joking you, like, full C's. Full C's, Scarlett Johansson body. I'm Total Scarlett Johansson body. Like, it came in the center, then just so curvilicious and soft, but not fat, just soft and, and <laughs> full. Full and something like you would see, like, a Roman architecture you know roman artwork from the renaissance and then i got obsessed with boys and then i got all malnourished and anxious and then she's gone up and down since and then up and it's literally a one year i'm fat one year i'm really thin one year i'm fat one year i'm really thin all within a healthy range yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um so let's go back to hormones and feelings and leo because if you are if you're a millennial Chances are the first time you felt for a, a man and maybe you had some thoughts that were impure <laughs> was probably with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, it, this is going to get hard. It's going to get hard because we're going to get through it together. We're not really going to be able to articulate these feelings very well. But I just remember sitting on that. I had a rocky chair, a rocky, lazy boy-ish chair that I sat in watching Titanic in my vagina was warm and tingly. And I, will, I, and I looked at Ashley and I'm like, I wonder if she's feeling this. Did you really think yeah, that? Yeah, because I was like, I'm feeling it. I think maybe I'm weird. I think maybe I'm weird. I think I got tingly, more tingly when I was younger than any time. Oh, yeah. I think it happens. In I think once you're... N- well, I guess you probably still are tickling. <laughs> I was gonna be like, "What?" No, Lauren has a theory. I have a theory that you are more horny before you you have sex. Because I, I like was tingly. pretty tingly as a younger child, and you know you'd go over those humps in the car. <laughs> yeah, you know when you go down hills in the car <laughs> when you're little, you feel it in your cha cha. But now I feel it in my stomach. People used to like make fun of Lauren because she was really honest about feeling. Um, you know, hills in the road in her cha-cha because she was like, Mom, why do I feel in my vagina? And I was like, I was my like, vagina tingles, And Mom. I was like, Lauren, <laughs> you're weird. And then meanwhile, I'm thinking, me too. <laughs> I know, you stupid bitch. You threw me on the bus. <laughs> I remember this one time you're like, Mom, what's gay mean? I was like, Lauren's such a dumbass. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm just asking normal childhood questions. I know. And you're I guess I, just, I used them. to just learn them on the playground and you didn't. 
or you'd like confirmation from mom yeah like i'm yeah, like i want to learn i want facts i learned them on the playground i brought them home to mom <laughs> and then mom did a really bad and job and my mom was terrible things. explaining things. my mom still like she's never gave us the talk nope she never once said <laughs> she's told us how babies are made she she did give me the period talk she's like do you know what a period is she threw the american girl book at us and i was like and i knew what it was but i didn't want her to think that i was talking too much on the playground so i said no and then she's like well see when you become um when you go through puberty oh god my mom was so bad lauren is gonna give my kids the talk because i'm gonna be just as bad as my mom oh so bad at it but you'll be great yeah i'm gonna give them the facts like the names the proper names for things not cha-cha no your vagina and your clitoris your clitoris i don't like clitoris okay i like clitoris better but it's clitoris no it's either way you want it it's either way you want it i thought it was clitoris no it's a very well known you can say it either way i didn't know that i thought people were being silly when they said clitoris no ew okay (laughs) (laughs) okay i know jimmy fallon l l l all right. Well, we want to go back to Leo making our, our <laughs> clitoris tingly. We just keep getting off track because it's just so hard to explain. Um, uh, when he me, looks up from that deck of cards, man. Of course, for you and I, it is different because while I do believe I had those below the belt feelings mm-hmm. with him, I think about his warmth. <laughs> And I think about those scenes where the sun's setting and his blonde hair is like oh, well, I feel just, too, you know, though. wisping over, over his, his forehead. Blue eyes. And I just felt warmth and love. And I don't know what it is. What is it? I don't. It's something that I honestly haven't seen or experienced through another man ever in my life. Yeah. Like I'll see things that remind me of that. And I'll be like, that reminds me of a little bit of Leo. And, but it won't be the feeling. It, I mean, and then the next Taylor Hansen was the same blonde beautifulness over that sand dune and if only video <laughs> <laughs> coming out of that RV. Mm. I just, I don't know. I'm looking at my Titanic poster right now. You guys, I have a couple in my apartment and I'm trying to describe my feelings. I think that when I hear it, my heart will go on. I mm-hmm. feel it in my soul and in my heart, how I felt and how I imagined him like going through all the barriers to get and save me on the ship. Okay. I never thought of Titanic that way until I was adult and I came into the movie theater. Lauren and I have seen, okay. We, we really missed this at the beginning of the podcast. What we wanted to tell you is that when we finally did get to watch Titanic on VHS, we watched it from start to finish to start to finish that would be twice fully each day yeah twice fully twice each day. daily when we were in school <laughs> so i'm not even joking when i say that we've seen it over a hundred times this is not like like it's my favorite movie i've seen it over a hundred times no it's like i have seen it over a hundred times yeah one of my one of the moments probably the moment I'm most sad about never being shown on The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise, I mean, was when Jared decides to take Claire on the date, on a date. 
And then he comes and pulls me aside to explain, you know, that he like maybe wants to explore things with her, but like, don't be too sad. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I knew the way to his heart was through movie, movie quotes. quotes. And I said, okay, no big deal. I was like, super cool. And of course, they didn't show it to you guys because I was so calm, cool, and collected. And then I went on a a reciting tangent where I did a whole scene from Titanic. In an interview or to Jared? No, to Jared. I did Kate and Leo. I went back and forth between the voices. And I think it lasted at least two and a half minutes. And what was he doing? And he was just you know watching me and now to this day i have to watch him in the exact same way Mm -hmm. as he quotes movies like that all the time but i knew after that he was like oh i regret asking claire (laughs) he definitely did he definitely did yeah i mean i know he definitely did but that is so funny what made you you're like jared i just want to show you something and i really have i it sounds like something i want to do in middle school now like in thinking Mm -hmm. back on it i'd be like this will get him (laughs) So I'll, I'll quote an entire scene from Titanic. I have no idea how I introed that. <laughs> Jared, I want to show you Jared, something. Jared, I want to show you something. Well, Rose, we've we've walked about a mile around this boat deck, chewed over how great the weather's been and how I grew up, but I reckon that's not why you came here to talk to me. Well, it was everything. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, no, okay. wait, no, shit. I know what you must be thinking. Poor Poor little little rich girl. girl. What does she she know know about misery? misery? No, that's not what I was thinking at all. What I was thinking was, what could have happened to this girl to make her feel like there was no no way way out? out. (sighs) Well, it was everything. It was my whole world and all the people in it. The inertia of my life plunging before me, powerless to stop it. Whoa, you would have gone straight to the bottom. 500 invitations have gone out. All of Philadelphia society will be there. And all the while, I feel like I'm standing in the middle of a crowded room, screaming at the top of my lungs, and no one even looks up. All right. Do you love him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So that continued for at least another two minutes. But I think that's when Jared's really started to get to know me as a person. Simultaneously watching Titanic, I had a real crush. I had a real, real life crush that made me feel the exact same way. On Ben Campa? And... Ben Campa. Can we? Say, I think Ben Campa is totally fine with being acknowledged on this podcast. Fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, he was my first, third, and sixth grade class. Oh, but sixth grade was a good year for for our relationship <laughs> because you know AIM was really prevalent, and he never liked me. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. But like, I got to like talk about it more and have like subliminal away messages for him. And then I got an email from one of my friends saying, just so you know, Ben will never like you. He told me so. Really? Yeah. Who said that? I'm not going to throw her under the bus. Was it Kelsey? It was not Kelsey. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so simultaneously. And I listened to Avril Lavigne. Da, 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 da. Okay. That was yeah. Yeah. Though. Lauren loved that song. Um, what did it go? Uh, Things I'll think, Never Say. Think, yeah. Because she's never related harder. Because she just had all these ooey gooey feelings and she would just never express them. <clears throat> Simultaneously, I don't think I had anyone outside Leo. Surprisingly, I've always liked these really outrageous, out of reach characters. And then there was Justin Timberlake. And that summer that I discovered them was just sweet, sweet air. 
Sweet summer it air. It was. It was delicious. Where I didn't take my headphones off all day long. I had the little ones that wrapped around the back of your head. And I had a yellow Walkman. And I just was again and again and again. And then I would go under the water in the pool. And then I'd look up with my goggles in my earplugs and all that. And I would just like ear imagine. Plugs. Yeah, I used to have. Oh, no. Nose, nose plug. plug. My nose plug. And then I would just like imagine them in the water. And this is the weirdest thing. No, it's not weird. I do that all the time. I imagine them in the water. And then in one day I knew that I would come up from the water. And then I'd like feel Justin's body being my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be there and I'd be like 16 and stunning. Yeah. And and he'd be 23, which was totally fine. Uh. And <laughs> which was totally fine in my head. By at the time. legal standards. And we would just be the hottest and it would be it would happen. Like one day Justin Timberlake would walk into my backyard. Well, that's how you achieve greatness, you know. It you is. Just I mean, I've had things like this where I, I summon, I summon the one that I want. Yeah. By just positive thinking, I do truly believe in that. Yeah. Um, but what stopped your imagination and your wonderful feelings? You think? I don't know. Isn't that the greatest question? Like, at what point did everything stop being magical and daydreaming? She doesn't mean directly to me. She means like in general. In general. For me, I think it's actually like as things become more real, uh, as things like start happening in real life, like mm-hmm. those dreams like start actually happening and then you didn't plan for when the dream actually happened. I'm trying to think. Huh. You know what I mean? Because like in both of our experiences, we've like gotten guys that we have dreamt of kind of having. Yeah. But then once it actually happens, then, then you got to face like the, then you have to, now I got to text him. Exactly. Now I have to text him. Now I have to actually and make like, this a relationship. Wait, this isn't like equal love and I have to really work for it. And he's not just going to come out of the swimming pool. <laughs> totally. Another thing while I'm looking at my Titanic poster right now, I just have to add that I'm going to add this and edit it in back. Okay. Um, I used to have conversations with Kate and Leo, like when I went to bed. <laughs> I used to think in my head, like, hey, Leo, like, what's up? Like, how's Kate tonight? And then he'd be like, <laughs> she's already doing her makeup by the vanity. And I was like, where are you guys going? And, like, it would just be, like, this huge dialogue of, like, Kate and Leo's night in my head. And they were my friends. And then I'd, like, go to school and I swear I'd, like, kiss them. And I'd be like, bye, Kate. Bye, Leo. I'll see you when I get back from school. Like, they, like, lived a life inside my poster. That is awesome. That is an imagination that does not exist anymore. No, <laughs> not at all. And I used to be just daydreaming in general, in general, even my 20s. But I do think that once a certain level of dreams are achieved... You're like, or oh, I'm reality. kind of. It doesn't have to be dreams. No, right, but it's kind of like if you're living your dream, it's a lot harder than just this, just the daydream of making it. Yeah, that's true. But also, if you're knocked down so many times in creating, those, I feel like I'm not normally knocked down. I feel like some people are, and then that's they when stop. their childhood imagination and like whimsicalness ends so you're just basically saying that my life has been a fantasy dream come true yeah exactly (laughs) virgin at 28 which is a a fantasy fantasy life it's what you've always dreamed for your life yeah and like how crazy when we were younger we're thinking like yeah we'll get married at 22 oh yeah i remember a conversation that i had freshman year 
I said at 18 that I planned on being married by 23. Like, where the fuck were our heads at? I don't know. Did do we remember- do math? Like, how freaking nuts is that? Who would I have married at 23? So Lauren and I, when we were younger, had a simultaneous crush on this assistant basketball coach of hers. He gave me all of the feelings. Mm. He it, was it the was- first person I really contemplated, like, doing things with. Would you? I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade? Was I in eighth grade? I was in eighth grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were- I was a junior. So, yeah. Okay. About that time. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. <clears throat> so, I got his AIM, his screen name. How did you get that? And we were talking a little bit on AIM, but, like, then I'd see him in real life and we wouldn't even acknowledge each mm-hmm. other. Me like, either. How bizarro is that? Like, what kind of world is it that you can talk online and then you see each other in real life and you have no idea? Like, you just don't. Like, you're selling some dark secrets on AIM. Yeah. And then you just pretend like you don't even know them. It's so weird. Does that happen these days, you think? Um, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's definitely no different than just mm-hmm. texting and then or, seeing like, snapping, somebody. snapping, yeah. So I guess when we were talking on AIM, we were talking about meeting up sometime. And Mm -hmm. that was the first thing I thought of was like how far I'd let him go. You also have never kissed someone at this point. Yeah, I had not. So that was like really scary. Really, really terrifying. But Uh also in the most exhilarating way. Yeah. Oh, that was so exciting. Like my entire body had feeling. Just like this rush of some self rush of hormones, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, those hormones are good. If only we had them today. Yeah, I know. Where'd I think you go? should probably get them when you're in your twenties. Uh, I guess you wouldn't be very productive. <laughs> For me, I think it'd be a great time to have them. Yeah. Because that way your brain's developed and then now you know how to control them better. Then wouldn't that make sense? It's just being horny, I guess, but it turns no, like it's such, not. It's just not as fun. Just it's to be not horny. being horny, Lauren. It's about like having so it's such an electric shock in in your mind, right? Yeah, you're I, not just feeling things in your vagina. No way. You're feeling things all over I your body. I know, and it was great, but I honestly can't articulate it or even know how to go about feeling those again exactly i don't think i'm ever gonna feel that again the way that i felt about that assisted basketball coach and then that's because as much as like the like say the three people that i've really had feelings for in the past two years as much as i've liked them so much Mm -hmm. there is no way that i had that that weird rush there's way too much thinking involved way too much real reality way too much reality so that's what kills the childhood like when, just I, when you're like in a, life. when you have a crush and you're like, like eighth grade you're not thinking of it ending you've never thought of it ending you just think of how great it's going to be when you do all these cute things together but when i'm in a relationship now i just only think about the end or like how it could go wrong well you should never think about that and i think that's one of your biggest problems is that you're so focused on the end <clears throat> but I think my biggest focus is how to like get it to get to commitment. <laughs> That's for sure a problem. Right? That is a problem. There's just so much more pressure these days that it takes the magic out. But maybe we should just live the way we did when we were younger and things would just work out. 
that frenzy. It's just, if anything, I call it a frenzy. <laughs> it's a frenzy. We're chickens with our heads cut off. <laughs> but I think of when I think of the word frenzy, I think of Twilight. And he always said that like a frenzy would come over him. Well, That's, I kind of I kind of felt a frenzy watching Twilight. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The last <laughs> time I may have had these feelings may have been in two thousand eight yes. watching Twilight for the first time. I think that Twilight I I was what twenty when the first one came out. Uh-huh. And that's probably about when that rush starts getting leaving your body. Yeah. And I think that really ignited it or reminded me of how it felt. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I completely concur. More and I would go get fangs and wear them to school. I mean, that's a frenzy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Another thing I'm thinking about is like madly, truly, deeply. Truly, madly, deeply. Truly, madly, deeply. Yeah by savage garden is a song that really makes you feel the feelings of childhood uh-huh i was in that water with leo and we were on top of a fucking mountain <laughs> i know but like i he had his little boy chest on you but when you're picturing this happening in your childhood mind you're picturing an adult you totally you're not thinking like my bangs are going to be on top of the mountain with no, me. No. <laughs> I had a very well-developed image of myself uh-huh. as a really sexy, very all-American looking teenager yep. um, who Justin Timberlake used to drop off on the porch steps. And Lucy used to bark in my imagination when Aww. when Justin would drop me off. And then like he kissed me at the door and then I just walk upstairs and nobody would ask like how my date went. Because it was just so normal. I for was Justin just to be dropping such an adult. And part of my yeah. my um, imagination in dreaming when I was younger was actually Justin dropping Ashley off and me being the little sister there. Really? Yeah, I would dream about that all the time because she would be so convincing that it was going to happen <laughs> that I'd be like, "Well, what am I going to do? I guess I'll just wait for her to come home, and then I'll be like the little sister, and I'll be like, how was my older sister's date?' You know, like Olga yeah. Pataki, yeah, and Helga Pataki, and that, and and then that has never happened. <laughs> yeah, like there was never a boy who dropped me off at the house, and then I'm like, "How was it?" Yeah, yeah. No. never. Um, we used to have this thing during sleepovers. My friend was really good at painting pictures of romantic scenarios. Who did that? Briar. Oh, okay. So she would describe how Justin would like hold my body as <laughs> as, so as we were at a um like an arcade or something or a carnival and he would help me shoot baskets, you know. He would yeah. help me play basketball. And all this other, like, very sensual stuff. So, basically, it was fan fiction of a very early era. Yeah, Briar would be like, close your eyes. Yeah. Imagine you're at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> I'm not even joking you. It was at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> but that's because NSYNC one time, like, was just hanging out at our local <gasps> Maryland Dave and Buster's. Uh-huh, Let's not even that. go there. Oh, Let's not even go there. The pain. The pain. Basically, long story short, I had friends who ha- were at a birthday party at Dave and Buster's, but they weren't really my friends, so I wasn't invited to the birthday party. And then the next day at school, they're like, Ashley, you wouldn't believe it. NSYNC was at Dave and Buster's yesterday. And I obviously freaked out because nobody called me yeah. to tell me this. And I was like, my mom would have driven me the hour. 
And they're like, we didn't think your mom would. I'm like, no, you don't even know my mom. You don't know my mom. You don't even know my mom. My mom is a cool mom. Who doesn't talk about sex ever. No, but she will drive me she to see drive boy bands. She will drive fly for boy bands. I mean, you want to talk about humping your pillow? I mean, I feel like everyone did it. I don't even think it's taboo. Well, yeah, everybody definitely did it. I don't think we even were conscious about what we were doing, but you would think about Leonardo DiCaprio looking at you from the top of the clock, and then you would you would, you'd grab a pillow and you'd, you'd be on your way. And I think, and please, someone, if if you did this, you please have to let me know because I mean, Ashley I'm, and I and our best friend Moore, we talk about it all the time. Like we fucking did it. <laughs> We did it with our pillow, but more did it like with her stuffed bunny, which is even weirder. <laughs> I feel like it could be a stuffed animal. It could be anything, really. Anything to hold pressure <laughs> uh, um, on your clitoris. What? Stop! <laughs> but like, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Like, I did not realize what I was doing was sexual. I just felt good. I did, but I pretended like I didn't know. <laughs> Um, but sometimes it wasn't even the person that I really had a crush on. Sometimes it would be like if I liked Justin, which I was a Justin girl. Sometimes I'd think of Nick Carter because it's like rebellious. Okay, well, also, <laughs> God, you're so bad. I can't wait to actually have sex and see what your feathers just turn into. Um, but it would not. Yeah, it would just be like the slimier guys. So. It would always be the slimy guys, Lauren. What is it with that? It would be the guys that made you feel uncomfortable. They didn't feel safe with. Oh my god! Like who? Someone was so weird. Oh my god! I need to think about it. I was like, if Ashley only knew. <laughs> it was it like James Vanderbeek? Ew! No. Oh my goodness gracious! Who the fuck was it? Oh my god! I don't know. I don't remember. I have to look at my old Teen Beats. It was so weird. Was it like Ikaika from the original O Town? Ooh, ooh, ooh! It was, um, and it was on the Munchkin. It was the, you know, what I'm talking about the four boys. There were four boys. The element. No. Oh my goodness, Ashley! It was like the Munch. The m- oh yes, yes, yes! The Moffats. The, the Moffats. Yes. yes! Job. I don't even know what they ever say. The Moffats. That was them. I'm looking them up right now. So we're gonna wrap this podcast up with the story of nostalgia that got too real. Um, so when I was younger, my mom used to imagine me with Ashley Angel, you know, because I would imagine myself with Ashley Angel, but she'd be like, Could you imagine getting mail addressed to you? And it'd be like to Ashley and Ashley Angel. And I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. Um, we were really big O-Town fans and making the band fans. And so then flash forward, I don't know, like nine years, Ashley Parker Angel. He was now going by Parker Angel. Ashley Parker Angel. Yeah, but on the show, he used to just go by Ashley Angel. Right, right, right. right. He uh, was playing Link Larkin, my favorite character in Hairspray. And then he developed a crush on Lauren by the stage door. And long story short, I had so much more muster and confidence as a 16 I feel like he was your first fingering. No. No, that was your second. My second fingering. 
Ew, it was like so rough. I'm like, are you an adult? <laughs> no, he was no. like 22. Really? Yeah. No fucking way. No fucking oh, way. Oh no, you're right. He was 26. Okay. Still. Okay. Yeah, 25 or 26. That's still which pretty is still young. pretty young. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, my mistake. I thought you'd be a little more master at fingering, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well. I got really jealous because he hooked up with Lauren and he didn't like me. And that was the only time we really had a fight in our lives. She like left New York early. She's like, I'm out of here. No, I'm I know I wasn't. Left I just was excited to go back to school and like not have to see you and be in my own apartment. Oh, uh, okay. You're too cool for me. Yeah. Well, that was our only fight. Oh, my only dorm, my dormitory. <laughs> <laughs> just really excited to go to my dorm. It's covered yeah, in posters. Like- <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i didn't talk to her for 20 for 48 hours this is a long time like i was like actually i don't know what you want me to do say no thank you and, yeah and i was like you should have said no thank and you and then he would have been like and be like all right Ashley, your turn and then like how would you feel um obviously i wouldn't have wanted uh yeah back then i was stupid enough to be like okay my turn ew yeah i would have said my turn your turn <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Anyway, Crystalia, everyone. Yeah. It's your turn. Watch the reindeer, whatever. There's so many things on there. Okay, anyways. So funny. Lauren, you want to wrap this sucker up? Okay. <laughs> so, Thanks for joining us for our throwback podcast. It was a mishmash, but you know, childhood's weird and you can't pinpoint those emotions or feelings. So that's what we just joined us for our roller coaster of the Ikenendi emotions. I think you're right. Podcast. And we're out. Goodbye. Do do do.